He's not defined the string. If there's a continuum between fascism and communism, which is the stick, then what's the string? Well, it's him. It's him, isn't it? It's him. I am. With, I am the string. Reaching out with his arms, holding <laughs> her hands of Stalin and Hitler. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Sounding Board. This week, after scraping the intellectual barrel, we found co-conspirator and Sounding Board founder, Andrew Elliott. Have, have we not done that intro before? Oh, have we? I've got, uh, I've got I can do another one. Um, I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you. On our panel this week is a brother. That, no, no, that's about that's being the, the older one. one. We've already done that one. Uh, today, I'm joined by the oldest of the three Elliott brothers, the redoubtable Andrew. Thank you. That's just perfect, perfect. We'll, uh, we'll no edition of Sounding Board will be complete without someone to discuss the topic of the week. And this time is no exception as I'm joined by Andrew Elliott from SoundingBoard.com. I've got some great intros in here. If, if, any more? Or... Well, I don't want to use them all up in one go, but I, I don't know how many of those I have used now. <laughs> all, all of them. All, all of them, them clearly. Um, anyway, last time we spoke about the... Well, so we did the left-right game again, but this yes. is your twist on the left-right game, which yep. is more about, about people and newspapers. You know, mine was about policy. Yep. You you took it and, and ran with it in a different direction. Some people and some organisations. Yeah, we, I think we, we did the EU, didn't we? And yeah. We did, we did things like Brexit and democracy and, and that kind of thing. But it yep. wasn't really based around policy, which was mine was. And I, no. was a, I was a little bit worried at the time, thinking that you're just going to pick other policies, and then we're just going to exhaust that list. No. Um, and I think we, look, we can come back to all sorts of things. It was just, an, I, I like to run with it as an idea, uh, and albeit I didn't put any real rules on how you responded. Obviously, it is a, a polarising subject matter, left or right, and well, nothing in between. Yeah, and this is why, so I remember um, saying last time, I'd like, spurred to, you on, didn't I'd it? like to talk a little bit more about centrism. Because we haven't talked as much about that recently, we've, we've talked more about the extremes. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about a bit more about what centrism means, uh, why people, you know, identify as, as centrists. You know, um, who's a centrist? Uh, Theresa May. Well, yes, um, but I was thinking, I was thinking more about uh, someone who ran to succeed. Oh, her. what's his face? Rory Stewart. Rory Stewart. He's on his walk. In fact, he's probably the stereotypical, the kind of centrist poster boy, isn't he? Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of emperor centre at the moment, isn't he? Um, I did you um, did you read his? I don't know if he gave a speech or it's just an article. Yeah, I, yeah. I've so got, you. You, I you, sent you a few you, quotes you send, tonight. You, well, you sent me the article, and, and you do you send me lots of articles that are about people I like and that, that I have fun reading. This this wasn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this just wound me up. Um, so but I, have, I knew it would spur on your I little centrist. I have things to say about about his his analogies in particular. Do you want to? Do you... So I this is what and and I mean this was a Telegraph article about something that he wrote I think in the New Statesman. Um, and they described it as vacuous centrism, which almost it, it almost always is, isn't it? Uh, and um, I want to just read out a couple of quotes from it. Now, he was kind of having a whinge about people he called extremists, which again is very much a centrist. You're, you're not an extremist if you're a centrist, as far as the centrists go, um, who use punchy language to disguise their various fantasies. Now, just have that phrase in mind when I then 
read out what he then says and I just I love examples this of is this. Al- this is almost like this is like Tony Blair saying we have no time for sound, sound bites, bites where we have the hand of history on our shoulders exactly and you can't say that and then go and say this so this idea about the centre ground he, he talks about it not simply being the centre point of a stick but a project of bending the stick and connecting both ends with a string to make a bow the centre should then be at the midpoint of the string, the point of greatest potential energy, which comes not from excluding the two extremes, nor from linking them loosely together, but instead from harnessing the tension of two opposing forces. What's not to like about that? This is centrism at its best, surely. Well, so you've got a, you've got a stick, okay? And on the left-hand side of the stick is you've got communism. Okay, and on the right hand, the far right of the stick, you've got fascism. Okay, the two most murderous ideologies you could ever imagine that there ever has been. And he's talking about bringing these two together. So he's <laughs> bending the stick, and he's pulling from fascism, and he's pulling from communism, and he's tying them together. And that's what that's what centrism is to him, is it? Bringing together all the bits from fascism and all the bits from communism, and making this new. Ah, oh, it's it's ridiculous. I he hasn't. It's it's so ill thought out, and it falls down just straight away. It, it probably sounded profound in his head when he, or when he said it in front of the mirror beforehand. But it's just just makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's rubbish, complete rubbish. It's it's a load of tosh, isn't it? It is. I I want to know what the string is. He's not defined the string. If there's a continuum between fascism and communism, which is the stick. Then what's the string? Well, it's him. It's him, isn't it? It's him. I am. With, I am the string. Reaching out with his arms, holding her hands of Stalin and Hitler. And he's and he's, he's taking from them both. Borrowing from them both. It's just yeah. It's absolutely absolutely madness. So is that all centrism is? Well, so I have I, I have a few theories on centrism, as you know, um, and I think one of the reasons that people like to identify themselves as centrists is because they don't want to be associated with with those two murderous regimes you know it's, most it's, people aren't trying to bend it and get them closer together yeah yeah we we want to, i want to be you know I'm, I'm a rational normal human being i can see that communism has killed you know 100 million people in the 20th century and fascism has probably killed you know 20 million or whatever um i want to be as far away from as possible Both. yeah um, from from those two murderous ideologies and on a straight line the furthest away you can get is in the center I think it's as simple as that for, for a lot of people. They think, well, hang on, hang on. If I've, if, I've got, if I've got fascism on one side and I've got you know, communism on the other, then I have to be in the centre. Mm. Um, because I don't, want, I, don't want to, I don't want to drop off a cliff on either side. I don't want to move towards well, either way. Well, it's interesting you said cliff there um, because they use the term centre ground, don't they? And that's very deliberate, isn't it? You're grounded if you're in the centre. And it's a, it's a firm base... And it's stable and it's strong. You are on the centre ground. You know, they don't talk about the right ground or the left ground, or even right wing ground, or right, or, or even territories. But it is the centre ground, and I think that's that's kind of just an important observation. I think it's as soon as you add certain words in, it's all just you know marketing. It's all just spin. Um, but these are things that people go, oh no, it's okay. I'm on the centre ground. I mean, more recently, a few politicians have started talking about the common ground. Cameron started talking about the common common ground a bit. Um, that sounds a bit too much like the common good for my liking. Uh, ab- absolutely, and it doesn't seem to be catching on that much. Again, 
the concept of centrism is 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 back in force. Um, even though, as was we've observed and we've read um, studies on it as well, that um, people are a lot more polarised now than they have been um, in the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, but I, I still think, as, as I think you do, that these politicians, the Rory Stewarts, see it as a massive opportunity to appeal to both sides in this, in quotes, sensible, pragmatic, reasonable way. Well, see, the, one of the things I wanted to talk about about centrism is that I think it's, I think it's basically rubbish, um, and and I'll I'll tell you why. <laughs> so I think although I've just destroyed um, Rory Stewart's argument, I actually think he he's closer to the truth than perhaps he thinks, um, because what most in fact I think what all parties are doing is they are taking bits out of the right wing and out of fascism. And they are taking bits out of communism and out of the left, and they're picking the ones that they know, the battles that they know they can win. Right. So think of the Conservative Party, who should be on the right, really, yeah, traditionally. So you would expect them to be for things like regulation and for borders, this kind, of, yeah, these, these kind of right-wing things, you know, yeah, licences. We, we discussed them a, a yeah. couple of weeks back. Um, but they're also massively pro NHS. They're massively pro infrastructure. They're massive. Yeah. I'm, I've got a plastic here. I'm running out of fingers to count on. <laughs> um, you know, they're massively for state-run education. Um, these are all left-wing things. And conversely, on the left-hand side, you've got the Labour Party, which should be squarely for owning the means of production, so yes. nationalisation. And of course, they are very pro. Five-year plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and of course, they are very pro NHS, and they are pro state-run education, and they want to nationalise the railways and a few other things. But they're also pro-regulation as well. Mm. And and some of these other right wing things, you know, and, and 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 licenses, and you know, and and they're still for borders as well. Um, so there, there's not this the, the the kind of distribution between the parties is all over the place. If you if you, if you th just think about it on on a, on a, on a like a, a the left right spectrum for a moment. Yeah, Labour is probably overall it's probably more left than than right. And the Conservative Party overall is more right than left. So you're talking but Venn diagram each, here. Each one of yeah, overlaps. Each, each one of them. So the Conservative Party has like a whole bunch of stuff that's left wing, yeah. and the Labour Party has a whole bunch of stuff that's right wing as well. It's not just a, it's not just okay. Well, we're we're going to take regardless of what the problem is, we're going to have a right wing solution to it, mm. and the Labour Party isn't going to say, well, we're going to take a left wing solution to it. And it's the same with everybody you talk to, you know, whether they're right, whether they identify as right wing. Or left wing, but it's mainly the centrists. It's they will pick. When you say anyone you talk to, are you, are you talking about the, the man on the street now? Or are you talking about politicians and both? Hundreds? I think I think ideology is is it's not it's not dead, but people aren't ideological anymore. Well, so what I was about to say to you is, do you think these these notions are just not useful anymore? These terms are just not useful anymore because everyone is both. Most people are both. And they don't even know why, because it's just this national consciousness that has just kind of formed over time. As yeah. you say, the acceptance of things like the NHS and of education, of roads and infrastructure, um, that's just that's what it is. So even though I know that I want a free market when I literally go to the shops, um, 
I accept straight away that there's not a market in schools and hospitals and roads. That's, that's exactly it. And I think now, uh, these days, the, the, we should be talking in terms of authoritarian versus libertarian because that, that makes, that, that, that makes a, a really big difference. Are you for freedom and freedom of choice and for people making their own decisions? Or are you for the statist view? Um, and I, I, I don't care if you're for you know, either, any, any of these kind of collectivist statist uh, policies. I'm, I'm not interested in any, any, any one of them. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm pro-freedom. Sorry, you used the word the collectivist there. I mean, yes. well, so you've used the word authoritarian, statist and collectivist. And, um, and I understand all of those terms, obviously. Do you think that there... Well, I think I know the answer to this is yes. There is a problem that people don't really understand what those terms mean. Probably authoritarianism, they immediately do think of your, your Stalins and your Hitlers and your Pol Pots and whoever else. Um, but they don't see that... Uh, any government we've had in the last however many years has been authoritarian. They don't see it as a matter of degrees. They, they also, I don't think, I don't believe that they, I think they associate authoritarianism with despotism and dictatorships and yes. that kind of thing. They don't see democracy Absolute. as being authoritarian, well, which it very much is. I think they probably equate it with totalitarianism more yes, specifically. I'm sure, I'm sure. As opposed to just deferring to an authority. You know, what, it's this whole experts thing, isn't it? Oh, oh, are you the authority on that? Oh, well, then I'll do what you say. And that's, you know, that's kind of how it leads on. But again, I want to come back to another word used there, uh, collectivist. That's not a word that really anyone uses. That's not used in politics. I can't really think of a politician that's used that term, certainly not particularly frequently. Pundits hardly ever use, them, use it unless they are very much on the libertarian side of things. Um, so people don't get what it means. Or they just think, hang on a minute, what's wrong with being collective? What, what's wrong with coming together as a group? What's wrong with working together? Uh, and they don't really get what collectivism is. I think, I think statism um, probably has a bit more power as a, as a term. But again, I think people go, well, of course there's a state. Of course there's going to be a government. I mean, I, of course I want there to be a, a state if that state is... England or the United Kingdom or whatever, um, but I suppose my what I'm what I'm saying is that on on our side on the on the on the liberal libertarian side, we have a problem with terminology and we have a problem with no one understanding it and no one knowing it, no one using it. Yeah, and there's also this and this is a different problem. But people don't people don't think about things properly. They don't think they don't do. Um, I, I used to kind of call this meta thinking, where critical think, thinking. Think, yeah, but it's kind of critical thinking. I think is the, probably the, the, yeah. the more common term. They don't think about their thoughts. They don't think about thinking. So yes. you, know, you have a thought, and most thoughts they don't think about how to think. And, and yeah, yeah. So you know, most of the time when you have a thought, um, it'll it'll probably be wrong. So you have to think about it. And, yeah. And in order to establish whether whether it's right or wrong or not, um, people people don't do that. And they don't when they when they have a yeah when they're talking about a problem. Um, you know, they don't think about it from first principles and think, okay, what's the best what's the best solution to this problem? They often just think, well, okay, we'll either we'll just let the government do that, um, or they'll just you know pick a solution that they know. Like the, the NHS, I know nothing else other than the NHS. Is I've only ever lived in Britain. It's we're we're drummed. It's drummed into us since we're kids that it's amazing. Therefore, it is amazing, and I'm not I'm not even going to bother thinking about it. 
Um, I'm just yeah. going to take it for granted. Well, so other words that I like to use when describing this are um, paternalism and infantilism. And I mean, there's a lot of isms here. <laughs> uh, but that, that idea that we'll look after you, you don't need to worry your pretty little heads about it, um, you, you common folk, because we're the experts and, and we'll do it for you. Uh, that's, that, again, is just accepted, isn't it? It's just accepted that there are certain things that you don't think for yourself on, that you just let the, the state do it. So this, this, this other continuum of um, libertarianism to statism, uh, individualism to collectivism, however you want to however you want to put it. Do you think there's a centre ground of that? Do you think there's a centrism of that? Do you think people confuse the centrism, as I've been guilty of in the past, of thinking, oh, well, it's, as you, as you said before, you know, it's, all status things must be on the left, so therefore it's left and freedom. Well, no, it's not that simple, it's left and right. And so is it, is it getting confused? Do people think they're centrist when they're kind of okay with a bit of authoritarianism and a bit of freedom? I mean, that is kind of in some ways how it is. Because we have some freedom, we have some markets, even though they're regulated, but there is an element of freedom there, and we obviously have a lot of freedom socially. Yeah, I think so, because that's, that, that brings us onto the, you know, the golden mean fallacy, doesn't it? Or the equidistance fallacy, which we've talked about a couple of times, which is it's, it's very nice for somebody to, you know, to come up with like a, a nuanced position and to try and appear sophisticated in their arguments yeah. by saying, well, of course you don't want extreme freedom, and of course you don't want extreme totalitarianism you want this nice middle ground why wouldn't you want extreme freedom well so that's my point but is Um, they don't use the word freedom though do they i think this is this this the point i mean again who says who talks about libertarianism even negatively i think it was mentioned it was mentioned a lot last night actually this is kind of giving giving the game away for people who are going to be downloading in the future but uh, boris johnson when he uh kind of announced his, his new cabinet yeah all the lefties on Twitter were going nuts about saying, I can't believe he's put another libertarian in there. And then, oh, really? Know, let's, let's face it, they're not real libertarians. There's not a single libertarian among no. them. Um, but they are more on, yeah, again, this spectrum we've just defined here. Yes. They're, they're, they're further towards freedom. If, if, you, want, if you want to reduce the size of the state by 1%, you'll be called a libertarian these days. Right, okay. Which is, which is rubbish, but that's yeah. what you'll be branded as. And they, they, they use it as an insult. Um, it, was it mentioned in the conservative manifesto i'm thinking i'm thinking of another um chief chief centrist nick timothy who wrote the last conservative manifesto disastrous as it was yeah combination of his manifesto and theresa may you know perfect perfect way to lose an election uh, or, or certainly not win um i mean certainly he mentioned un, un, not being for untrammeled free markets or something like that um I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure the term libertarianism kind of came up. It certainly does in his, as, in his as, articles. Again, I say his articles. His article. He writes the same one all the time. <laughs> he just throws up this straw man, and and just makes the claim that the whole of the Conservative Party are libertarians and free marketeers, and we need to rein them in, which is complete nonsense. Right. So and you're he, saying he has he, he fixes a problem that doesn't exist. He has he has his one article, and uh, I, I I agree with you. It's a slightly different angle every time, but it's not never that far. Is that the only centrist article that any centrist can write? I suppose his is, his is very specifically about the Conservative Party. But if you were to compare these articles of centre-ground stuff 
from both, let's call them the left and the right, let's, yeah, Labour, Lib Dem and Conservative parties. They all just say the same thing, don't they? They just all talk about being pragmatic and sensible and measured and not exactly. extreme. It's, it's, it's golden mean fallacy again. Yes. It's, it's trying to appear sophisticated, trying to, to say, look, you know what? I have the magic formula. You just leave it to me. The magic formula. I will sort it out. Yeah. But again, the, the point that I wanted to make overall in all this talk about centrism is that, ki- that I, have, I have this kind of feeling that ideology is almost dead. So you've got a few people, you've got your people like the Boy Jones and your Paul Masons and these people who will nationalise everything if it came down to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll nationalise it, we'll have it, we'll, we'll just live in, we'll just be communists. Yeah. You know, this, this, this is what we want. And then you've got, on the opposite end of the scale, you've got you and me who are like, I'm just for freedom. Um, yeah. Everybody else outside of, you know, like half a dozen people in the UK are for... Maybe Dick Tellingpole. Yeah. <laughs> um, other, other, other than a few people, uh, most people are for, you know, for like, okay, well, I want this extreme left wing solution for healthcare. Uh, and I want this extreme right wing regulation for the banks. And, and actually, an extreme freedom for, I don't know, you know buying something in the shop or whatever. There's, there's, you know, there are still things that, that are completely free markets. Certainly, you know, just. Trading with someone in the street, just I could I could sell you this T-shirt. That transaction would not be regulated in any way, shape, or form. If if I convinced you it was it was worth a hundred pounds, you would give me that hundred pounds, and that's mine. Now I suppose technically I should declare that money as income or whatever, but nobody does it. It's like it's an acceptance. But the point is, is there are still free markets. You know, and there and, and so people people accept that there's a measure of freedom and a measure of right and a measure of left, don't they? Exactly, that's it. So so they don't they don't have an ideology. They just pick and choose. They pick and choose what, 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 when when it suits them. So it's a la carte ideology. I, <laughs> I guess it could a la carteism. Is that what we just uh, discovered? I think I think we have. I think we have. But okay. you, you can see you can see what I'm saying. There, yeah. You? you know, you speak to anyone in the streets. You know, ninety six percent of people in the UK, uh, in the most recent poll that I've seen, are pro the NHS, which I, I thought I would have been higher. I thought it would have been, you know, like 99%, but now 96% of the people that are for, you know, for the NHS. Um, but, you know, even, 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 you know, classical liberals, well, I mean, we need to, need to, you know, need to have state-run health care. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. Um, well, you read an article um, by uh, Lord Tebbit, and, I mean, he's, I mean, he, he's great, but he has this kind of list of five entirely communist things that have to be delivered, like roads, education, health, and you know, there's there's just this this group of them. And I suppose what we haven't spoken about there, and we are, we haven't talked about many many specific people, but the concept that and yeah, and, and Rory Stewart doesn't really talk about it. Rory Stewart is more just about waffle. He's and just flouncy language, and, yeah. yes. Whereas, whereas Boris, for example, is is much more of that type of centrist, where it's the free market is amazing, and because it funds our amazing public services, and of and of course you are not a reasonable person unless you love free markets, and you love our public services, and that's that's quite a common centrist view I think or, or I suppose I think it is in public 
I don't think there are actually many politicians saying it. I think he's going to mean that a lot more people do talk about it in that way. Uh, and and I suppose, again, the term we've not used on this podcast is the mixed economy. And I think these are, rather than being centrist, these are mixed economists. These are people who believe that there is a, uh, a this amazing virtuous circle between the two. That if you have a magic amount of the economy that is public and and private, magic formula, that they both feed each other in some way in this amazing cycle that, you know, one underpins the other, which which pays for the first and it just keeps going around and just keeps getting bigger and better and, and whatever. When they don't see that, that all of the all of the traits that exist in private enterprise should be the ones used to deliver any and all services to, to people. Well, if we, if we see all these amazing benefits from capitalism and from free markets, why don't you want to use those benefits in all the important stuff like health? So, so do, you know, do you know what I think that is? I think that capitalism is so good. It is, it is so unbelievably amazing that even this watered-down version that we have manages to fund these massive, inefficient, you know, 50% of the GDP and more services that we still consume that are okay-ish, maybe. That's how good capitalism is. Because even at this low level, it still delivers all that great stuff and pays for all this rubbish as well. So just think what it could be if it did, if it did all of it, you know. How do we earn this? <laughs> I thought you had this ready. No, I kind of did. We've coined the, the phrase alicartism. We've uh, decried the death of ideology. Is that about it for centrism? I think it is. I think it is for now. Um, thank you for listening to Sounding Board. Um, please go to soundingboard.com and download any previous episodes or like us and give us ratings on iTunes, Podbean, etc. That would mean a lot to us. Thank you very much. Thank you.